allowing the enemy to cast us out, but you bringing us back in your grace. Father, we pray this morning that your name will be glorified. Father, let your name be exalted. In the midst of your people today, let your name be exalted. Father, let our minds be renewed through your word. Let hope be renewed in us. Father, let life be renewed in us today in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh God, that we will encounter you in a special way. In a way that, Father, we've never experienced. Father, we ask, oh God, that the presence that is in here, oh God, that presence will transform our life today, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Father, what we are not used to doing, Father, I pray, oh God, that that presence will quicken us, oh God, to do the destinies be recovered. Let destinies be renewed this morning. Father, let every heart soften our hearts. And we ask, oh God, Father, you speak to us as you wish. Speak to us as you deserve. Father, take us aside and Father, do what you will for our life today in the name of Jesus. Let your glory be seen in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall we please be seated? We want to thank God for such an awesome time in his presence. I want to thank God for the life of pastor and the, the leadership of the church. Um, I want to thank God for you, for being here today. Um, as some of us know, we are dealing with a series of prayer. This is a year that God is going to teach us how to pray. God is going to push us to where he wants us to be. And we can only do that when we encounter him in prayer. Amen. So, Pastor has already opened the series up, and I'm not going to dig more into what Pastor has said because I have less than 30 minutes. And if I want to do that, he preached for almost two hours. I can't do that. Yes. Um, so, Pastor has already opened the series, and today it has pleased God that we come to the place, another level in Him. And this topic takes you deep into it. You realize that there is more in that word than we always say. So to this man, recognizing God in his glory. We do have so many songs that the word glory is in it. As a matter of fact, our worship today even is a confirmation of the glory of God. But however, the question that we ask ourselves is that what is actually the glory of God? Because we sing this song, show us thy glory, O Lord. Let the dews of heaven bring us joy and refreshing. Every moment of our life, we pray and we say, Oh God, may your name be glorified. We wake up every morning and our prayer is that, Father, let your name be glorified through this day. But what is actually the glory of God? That is the question that we should be asking ourselves. This morning, God is going to teach us recognizing God in his glory. Pastor opened a series up, and he did go into details about the word, our Father who art in heaven. Our Father. If the great God have no other name to call us, but call us sons and daughters, it is a great privilege. 
And we have to hold that with our faith. God could have called us any other name. To call you my son, there has to be than what men can see. My daughter, bless you, wait to you. Daddy, wake up. I'm like, I just slept. But she doesn't care. Either daddy just woke, daddy just slept. Either you work the whole night, he, she doesn't care. All that she knew is to come to her father. And if God has given us such authority, then the question is, how often do we hold on to this sonship that has been given unto us? Recognizing God in his glory. To recognize something is to identify that very thing or have knowledge of its appearance or its character. So if I can recognize you from a distance, maybe by your speech, maybe by your look, then it means that I have known you before. It means that I have seen you before. It means that I have heard that voice before. So God said, my sheep hears my voice and I do hear their voice. It means that there is a relationship that has to happen for me to say that I can recognize you. Either by far or by near, I can because this is not our first encounter. So before you can recognize God in his holiness, there has to be a previous encounter with him. It becomes offensive if you don't know somebody, you see somebody the first time, and just begin to describe who that person is. Maybe, as we always say, that, that appearance is um, what's the word? deceptive. So I cannot describe you by your appearance. There will be more to you that I do not know. So how do we recognize this great God in his glory? Shall we please go back to Genesis? Because understanding who we are in him is very important. Genesis chapter 1 verses 27. It's a very common scripture and I know everybody can recite that scripture. But I want us to take a very deep look onto that. Genesis chapter, he created him in the image of God. He created them, male and woman, male and female. If you go back, Bible says God created heaven and earth. And God spoke, and the day came. God spoke, and the fish came. God spoke, and the bears came. God spoke, and every animal, every plant, everything that is living came. But when he came to man, man, God did not speak. When he came to man, he took a pause. He was looking for every other thing to create man. Bible said that he find nothing else but himself. God spoke the animals, the dogs, the lions, everything. They came into existence. Came to one single thing to make creation completed. And Bible says there was nothing. He looks everywhere for something 
there was nothing. So the great God who calls us our father came to the very place that I have to create man in my own image. And not just the image, in my own likeness. So what I like becomes what mankind has to like. If I see my sister and I see my brother, I don't see any ordinary person, but I see the image of God. It's about time that we come to that very place and understand who we are in God. We are sick of people telling us that we are this and we are that, but we are not who the person, who those people describe us. But you know what? If you don't know your origin, everybody can tell you where you come from. But if I know my origin, you cannot tell me where I come from. God brought himself down. His duplicate is us. His replica, I am, I, I am. Today after dressing, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, I told my wife. I said, you are blessed, Jesus. Look at me. That was just by the way. What was I saying at first? I am an I am the rare image of the great God. I carry God's DNA. I carry what God did not spoke by a word, but took him his time. See, I am fortunate that I work in the manufacturing. So I have to use a little bit of manufacturing experience to describe this. We don't come up with any product. There is no, not one product that came by one person thinking by a day. It takes time. It takes hours. It takes days. Some of them, it takes years. Because if that product came by one person's idea, he himself cannot establish that. It goes through process upon process. Even when the engineers has placed the idea on a paper, it still is disapproved. So your imprint was placed down by the supremacy of the Jehovah of God because of your situation that you are going through. You are not. Your situation does not determine who you are. Who you are is what God has created in you. Hmm. You are God's very special creator. He took his time to form you. The problem is this. Last week, Pastor spoke about the prodigal son, and I'm not going to go deep into it. But if you read Luke chapter, I want us to read the scripture. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. Bible says, when he came back to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hide servant had food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. Listen to the first statement. When he came back to his senses, in other words, when he was in his father's house, he did not acknowledge what he had. 
if you don't place value in it, in you, yourself, everybody can place attack on you. If you don't know what you carry, everybody can weigh you. He was in his father's house that he had everything accessible to him. But did not acknowledge what he had. Then has finished and life became a mystery. Bible said he came back to his. You are created in God's image. You are created in God. We have to renew our minds. Renew our thoughts. Man, there is more to us that we have not known yet. Understanding that you are full of God. Understand that you are full of God. Now the question therefore becomes, what is the glory? If I am created in his image, I am created in his likeness. If I know who my father is and I know what my father has placed in me, then what is actually the glory? The original Hebrew word defines glory as weight or heavy. Weight or heavy. So you are not just a light person going. You carry weight. Weight has been placed in you, not on you, in you. How can the scripture say that life and death is on in the town of man? How can the scripture say that whatever you, not whatever God binds. He said whatever you binds on this earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose shall be lost in heaven. You are not just ordinary. You are not just what people think you are. You carry weight. You are a carrier of God's glory. Weight. This same glory, other definitions say, is honor and majesty. Honor and majesty. Honor and majesty. You carry weight. I want us to take our scriptures to Exodus chapter 33, verses 18. And I'll be done in just two hours. Exodus chapter 33, verses 18. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will, pro I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy. I will have mercy on whom I, I have mercy. And I will, I will have one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where, I, where you may stand on a rock 
when my glory pass by, I'll put my hand, I'll put you in a cliff, in the rock, and cover you with my hand until I have passed. Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but not my face, for nobody sees my face and live. Moses asking God, the Father, show me your glory. Understand this. That Moses is not just new to this. To this. He has experienced the presence of God. God has taken him to rescue his people, even from the hands of Pharaoh. So Moses has walked with God. But now the man that has walked with God has seen the Red Sea divided into two. Have seen the soldiers of Egypt all swallowed by the Red Sea. Have seen God do so much, so many miracles. Have come to God and said, God, now show me your glory. What Moses saw was not just enough for him. He was yearning for more. And that is what God is saying, that there is more to his glory that we have experienced. And if you keep yearning for more, he will give unto you more. In my mind. God could have shown Moses the glory anywhere. But look at where he showed Moses the glory. Let's read that. God said, then... Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. God said, in order for you to experience my glory, you have to stand on a rock. And who is that rock that God was referring to? Jesus. He said, Moses, in order you have experienced a lot, you have seen more. But when it comes to the glory of God, not the presence of God, the glory of God, when it comes to the glory of God, the only way you can experience it is when you are on the rock. You can only experience my glory when you are in my son, Jesus. He said you will see the glory pass. But you cannot see that glory until you come and you stand on that rock. The question is, what foundation are you standing on today? If your foundation is shaky, you will not see the glory. What foundation are you on? Are you on the foundation of Jesus? He said, after all that you have seen, to see my glory, you have to be on the rock. He said, when my glory pass by, I will put you in the cliff. In the rock. In other words, she said, I am creating a hole in the rock. And I am going to place you on that rock. What God is saying is this. The revelation that he was giving to Moses was this. You are not just on the rock. The rock has to be inside of you to experience that. He was giving a revelation to Moses. That that revelation was experienced in the New Testament. We are not just... Christians, we are in Christ Jesus. And he's telling Moses that for you to experience that glory, you have to be in me and me in you. In order to experience God's glory, 
God has to be in you and you be in him. Say, Moses, get out. Stand on the rock. I created a hole in the rock. He said, now stand here. And the Bible said that he placed his hands on that cliff. And he said, and the, and the glory of the Lord passed. And Moses did what? He saw what? The backside of God. Why the backside? To follow God and to experience his glory. He has to take, if you overtake him, you cannot experience that. He said, no one sees my face and live. He is saying that no goodness will follow you. But when you take the lead, you will fall in the hole and you will die. Who are you following? Is God behind you or God is in front of you? He said, the glory that you have asked, it shall be given unto you. But you need to be a follower. You need to let me take the lead. That is why the only time that Moses did something that God did not instruct, that God said, you are out. He said, point, he did not tell you to strike. He said, the moment he strike, he said, you are out because you have seen the revelation. Experiencing the glory. We are loaded of his glory. Time is fast, man, and I want to end here. But John chapter 15, verses 4, is very powerful. It says, remain in me, and as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. There is more that God has for us that we've not experienced yet. He has placed his load inside of us. We carry weight. We carry the glory of God. But that can remain in Jesus. And let Jesus remain in us. And we be a follower. And let God take the lead in our life. Shall we please be outstanding?